It's lovely to think that every single time you interact with your horse, you are potentially moving the conversation forward. And yet, for most riders, this is not what is actually happening. And I think it's down to a lack of planning and also a lack of intention. And I think that when you combine planning with intention, and they have to go together, you can actually begin to use every single interaction or every single ride as a stepping stone for you and your horse to move forward. That's what we're going to chat about today. Hey there, and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Orna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach, and I help riders who are riding alone without a trainer or coach go from feeling, well, a little bit stuck and maybe even bored to actually having plans and outcomes for their rides. Okay, so I mentioned how when you combine planning with intention, you can actually begin to yeah, use each of those rides as a stepping stone. And I think that's really important because when we can begin to do this, it becomes less, if you want, monotonous. And, you know, hands up if you've ever felt that, that, you know, it just all feels the same. But when you have set intentions for the rides and when you know for the month ahead, let's say, what's going to happen, what's coming up, what you are working on and what you're hoping to achieve, that can change everything. In fact, this time next year, you and your horse could be in a completely different place regarding your training, your riding level, your skills, your ability, just the overall trust and partnership inside of the relationship. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want you to kind of leave this episode feeling that, yes, I think I could do that. And not only thinking about it, that you could actually begin to put this into practice and to really and truly start using each of those rides as a stepping stone. So first and foremost, I think it's really important to decide on a goal or an outcome that you want to work towards. Now, I said a year from now, you could use that. Um, you could use any time frame you wanted to, but a year is like fairly doable, I feel. And it's also, it's not so far into the future that it's like, whoa, anything could happen, but it's still far enough that you've got wiggle room and that you can also almost like imagine it. Okay. So it's a nice, I feel a nice kind of a a time frame to use and what I mean when setting a goal is what do you want to achieve you see so many riders they have this like wishy-washy ah you know kind of maybe sort of something you know the uh, you know I I want to ride more oh really (laughs) what's more um or I want to be better okay what's better um and wishy-washy um also i feel it's it it's not very inspiring hey it's not inspiring for you to go out and make plans and it's definitely not inspiring for your horse either now you've got other riders who they have no idea at all and in fact they never really ever think about the future when it comes to their riding and their training and then you also have another group of riders who yeah, they, they're all for shooting for the stars but the goals that they set are unrealistic and whether it's unrealistic regarding um the situation that they're in currently or unrealistic regarding the maybe the physical limitations um or whatever the situation is the thing is when you are setting goals that are unrealistic or unattainable for you for whatever reason when you keep missing them 
there's this feeling of frustration that often can lead to resentment. So you want to make sure that when you are doing this, when you're setting something when, that you want to work towards, and I'm using the word goal, but it could be an outcome, a desire, whatever you want. You don't have to use the word goal, okay? Use whatever word makes you happy. But a good way of doing it is, as I said, thinking of your horse and yourself a year from now. What would you like to be different than today. So if you think of you and your horse today and whatever level you're at, wherever the relationship is, the partnership, whatever it is, okay, if you could think of a year from now and in your ideal place or where you'd love to be a year from now, what's the differences? Those differences really are important because they are actually the things that you need to change or to maybe stop doing, to start doing, to make happen in order to bridge the gap. And that's going to be kind of the foundational elements for your plan going forward. Now, I think that the next point is really, really important, and that is to keep things aligned. Um, I feel that for many riders, they cannot sustain um, the the momentum they build at the beginning because whatever it is that they're working towards or however they're working towards it is actually not aligned with their life right now. And aligned with your life, it's like your values, your resources, your beliefs, okay? All of these things play a really, really important role with you and your horse and your riding. And these have nothing to do with riding. They've nothing to do with horses. These are the things outside of horses the rest of your life if you want okay you need to make sure that your goal is going to align with that so for example if you set a goal that this time next year you're going to be competing with your horse every weekend okay and if one of the highest values in your life is family they would rub up against each other (laughs) That wouldn't work, okay? Um, unless you you think that dragging your family around to horse shows every single weekend is a good use of time. I would imagine that certain family members would not agree with that, okay? But um, yeah, so you need to make sure that the things are complementing each other rather than competing against each other, okay? Now, a slightly different way that you could tweak that goal in order to work with the value would be maybe to set a goal that this time next year you're going to compete four or five times each quarter. So in every 12-week period, you're going to compete four or five times. That could work, okay? That is where there's a bit of a compromise. You're still kind of carving out time for the family and you're also then carving out time for your goals as well. So it's just really important to make sure because at the end of the day, if your goal is competing all the time or rubbing up against anything that is of value to you, okay, anything that's important, okay, at the end of the day, the value or the thing that's important is going to win out and there's going to be a lot of resentment um, left there. So just very, very important to um, to think about that. And you can think about it from the perspective of your responsibilities, your commitments, maybe physical limitations, um, your resources such as arenas and trainers, 
wherever you live in your part of the world, can you still continue to work and train over the winter months or over the summer months? Okay, it's very important to factor all these things in and your goal, it must work and it must align with all of these things. Okay, okay. so once you've done all this, you can then begin to identify those crucial steps. And these are the things, remember I said the differences between here and there? There you go. You've already kind of sort of identified them, but now you're going to put it down on paper. Okay, so when you begin to write it out and you begin to think about, okay, if I was me a year from now, okay, and I've already achieved this thing, what would I have had to have done in order to do that? What would I have had to have changed? What would I have stopped doing, started doing, done more of? What would I have made a priority? Whatever the case is, okay? When you begin to write that down, these differences, they're the basic points in your plan. And when you then take the these differences, okay, the things that you've changed or the things you have to do, okay, and you begin to put them into some sort of a sequential order, okay? So it's like, um, okay, well, I'll have to do this first and then that will lead to this and this will lead to this now you're starting to get your old stepping stones into place okay now things begin to start looking like an actual plan and I really do think that one of the best ways that you can do this would be to plan it out and then also once you've got it there begin to look back at it okay so imagining again that you're already in this place now if you looked back at the plan would that have made sense would that get you to there okay I think sometimes when we're planning we can fall into the trap of only planning from where we are right now but when we can actually kind of jump ahead and put ourselves into the shoes of that person this you a year from now let's say okay this rider that's you know just so much more maybe I don't know skilled has better coordination whatever the case is whatever the thing is you want to work on and you want to improve okay what would they do? What would they be thinking regarding your plan? Would they say, no, 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 that's not going to work, okay? Or the, things like that, like lay it out and then, as I said, double check it by working backwards, okay? So do they make sense to help you get there? And once you've got that done, I really do then believe in creating a loose plan and especially around the first quarter, so the first 12 or so weeks, okay? Okay. I think when we set out plans, okay, we can sometimes just get so into it. <laughs> and it's like, we want to plan everything step by step all the way through. But horses are great at teaching us to be more supple and supple, of course, physically supple as we ride, but also mentally supple. Because at the end of the day, horses have their own minds and you can have the best plans in the world, but your horse might decide, no, 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 no. We're doing something different. Okay. Or I don't feel like doing that or whatever the case is. So it's really important that when you are looking at the plan and in order to not begin to allow frustration to to kind of get into your plan make the first 12 weeks pretty loose okay you can make it loose and also I would suggest having those first 12 weeks as working towards one goal okay so one obviously it's a smaller goal than your bigger one but have it really really tailored that you're working on a specific things and once you've got the 12 weeks done well then you dial it down then you get into the four weeks and I do think with the four weeks you can go into detail okay so you can first of all have a look at okay what days can I actually ride 
and making sure that your plan works with your current lifestyle, your current schedule, whatever that is. But by stepping that out and being able to see what days can I ride, what exercises can I do on those days, okay? And then getting intentional about it. Look, you could ride a serpentine every day, okay? And it's just a serpentine. You spend 30 minutes, you're like, okay, I'm riding serpentines in and out and up. You go and round and round and round and round. It's lovely, lovely, lovely. But when you put intention behind it, like if you decide, okay, I'm going to work today 20 minutes on serpentines, but we are going to work and focus on the bending and the flexion, okay? That is really where I want to get this to, okay? That's my goal. You will see that the serpentines, even though it's a shorter period, now you're only doing 20 minutes, it is focused and intentional and that will move you forward. So now you can see how the intention with the planning, as I said at the very beginning, they have to be coupled one or the other or one without the other. It's not going to work. If they have to be together, they have to be coupled. And when you couple it, that is where you can begin to really and truly set each ride up. So it, as it does become a stepping stone for you and your horse, okay? And just the final thing is that when you create the plan, you're going to have days where you don't feel like doing whatever it is that you've planned. Now, I do believe, again, back to the wiggle room, back to the suppleness that our horses are great at teaching us, there are going to be days where you will have to change the plan. That's okay. That's par for the course, okay? And when you accept that, that's good. But there's also going to be days where you're just going to not feel like it, like, oh, I really don't want to do this today. But those are the days where you want to be able to push on through, okay? And I also suggest then that when you're creating your plan, have a couple of different exercises on hand so you can kind of change things up a little without totally leaving the plan. So you're still working on the thing, you're working towards something. But when you have a couple of different exercises, it will help to keep you inspired, especially on those days. And those days will show they will be there. I can guarantee it. But on those days that you can actually still continue to work on and get things moving for you and your horse. If you would like more about all of this, I'm going to invite you to join me inside of Connection. In there, you will get a step-by-step -step system that you can use to actually plan your rides. And you also get the audio horse riding lessons that you can listen to in the arena so that you can actually work on those intentional short moments and training sessions with your horse. So if this interests you, you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash connection. All the details are there. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. Have a great week. Keep well. And I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.